Everyone, welcome to Football DNA. It gives me great pleasure today to introduce a former teammate of mine and an absolute top, top player, Mr. Dean Ashton. Dino, welcome to Football DNA, sir. Pleasure. Great to have you, sir. Mm. So we're going to talk about a little bit about your career and how you got on. And if we start like with, uh, you know, how, how, how did you get into football? Everyone wants to know as, as a kid, you know, did you come through, I know you was at Crew. Did you start in their academies or did you work your way I in? I did, but I, I I guess, I don't know whether it was late or not, but sort of joined when I was 11 or 12 from when I joined crew and um, I just played school football, county football, and I was spotted actually by Steve Holland, who's the Ooh. England assistant to Southgate at the moment. He, he spotted me playing for the county, came over, spoke to my dad and said, uh, said, oh, I think your boy's got real talent. He's a bit chunky, but <laughs> nothing changed then. <laughs> um, he said, but we'd love him to come down and, and trial at crew. And obviously I went there at 11, 12 years old and just sort of went, went right the way through. And um, personally, I don't think I could have been anywhere better because I think technically, technically you improve so much um, at crew, especially under Derry Brady. Steve Holland, right. who's very, very technical based. Right. So every player that comes through is technically quite gifted so because you work so much on it. That's with the coaching, that, that goes a lot. I mean, we talk about this a lot on, on football DNA, like, we swear. so the coaching, even as a kid, that's the exact way to, to get you right and get you technically gifted, you know. I mean, I played with you and I know how good you was on the ball. Mm. Didn't do a lot of movement, <laughs> so you couldn't do a lot of running crew. <laughs> but yeah, exactly what it says. And it goes, even you remember now, like, from, from that age, you still remember the drills you did? And yeah, I do. I mean, that's, I think if I was to, if I was to go down the coaching route, it would be something that I'd be uh, adamant about putting into um, academies, is, yeah. is doing lots and lots of technical work. I know that possession, obviously, is really important and being comfortable on the ball, but I think that it does start with being technically good. And, and we just used to do drills after drills after drills, yeah. Um, and in, it, it pays off in the end, yeah. like I said, because crew wanted to play football. <clears throat> didn't want you to yeah. hit, you know, didn't want the fullbacks hitting it down the line. Wanted you to, every throwing had to be to feet. To feet. Couldn't yeah. throw it down the line. So everything had to, you had to be good touch under pressure. Um, and it just, yeah, it suited yeah. me perfectly. To be honest, like you say, I wasn't a, well, I wasn't a big runner, but technically that was where my... I remember, I remember playing against you. So your pathway was the academy there, and then you progressed. You must be the first team. I mean, I remember playing. I think you were seventeen, and yeah. everyone was saying, "Get on this young kid. He's a good. He's a good player." And I remember playing. I went, "He's no young kid. He's, he's thirty-two at least." He looked a proper man even then. I think he even scored two that day against me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get that up. I'm devastated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was you. So you, you were in the first team at a young age, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I left school, um, and then I think I made my debut. So I left school in the summer. I made my debut when I was 16 in the November, so it was only a few months after leaving oh. school that I was in the first team. But like, like you say, I was a, I was big then. You, I was, you, I was yeah. as, you know, six foot. You looked about six foot. Yeah, I was six foot when I was sort of 16. So physically, I could cope. Yeah. Obviously, technically, I could cope because of all the work we'd done in the academy. I was then able to to just progress and yeah, deal, so deal with being in the first team. So so young. Yeah, I suppose it's different. So if if you if you've got physical attributes, anyway. If you worked on your technique or a lot, like you say, I mean, you, I remember playing against you and he's going to be playing that boy. 17 years of age, straight in the first team, is incredible, really. Mm. You don't see that so much nowadays, do no. you? But 
that's great. So from crew, how many did you play there a couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I had, I had a great first year and there was uh, quite a bit of interest from, from big clubs and then I struggled for a couple of years where trying to live up to that hype when I initially got in when I was 17 was quite difficult because I wasn't the complete player at all. I wasn't, I didn't work particularly hard and it was something that I had to work on my fitness levels and, and be physical and once players find out what you're like as a player, yeah. then you've got to yeah. adjust and I, I just found it hard for a couple of years but then once I uh, once I improved, I um, I didn't really look back after that and had a great couple of years uh, before I left. Scored a lot of goals in as well. Yeah, yeah. Towards the end as well, my, my goal ratio got a lot better because that was something that I I did struggle with. Um, is that is that something you worked on? You knew yourself or the coaching staff at the time when right you need to improve on this? I think so, I think te technically I was I was always very good. Um, obviously worked on a lot of finishing anyway, but I think physically is where I had to improve if I wanted to go to the next level. Yeah. Um, that was what they were always on to me about, was how hard I had to work in and out of possession, a lot harder than I was actually working. Um, did you, as did soon as I realised that, I just went from there, yeah. from Championship level to Premier League level, yeah. almost overnight, yeah. once, once that clicked. clicked. Like how much harder I have to work. It's good, it clicks for a lot of people who don't click for mm. you know. And so, I mean, if you're finishing, I mean, I'll, 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 like I said, I work with Dean, and I know your finishing is like. Yeah. Took one in the face once. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great save, mate. It don't even hurt. If you save it, you don't hurt. If it had gone in on the ricochet, it would have hurt, but I think I did it about three yards away, wouldn't it? Mate, that's why my teeth are like this now. <laughs> No, your your finish was you know up there with anyone I've I've played with. Like I mean, you had no back lift, no nothing. Is this something you worked on as a kid, or was that just a natural thing? Um, I guess I guess you've got to have a natural eye for it anyway. But you can you can improve by doing um, session after session after session, and especially especially weak foot. When I was younger, I played left wing when I was a kid, yeah. so I was always using my left foot anyway. The biggest wing, biggest wing of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then. Um, just working on the week because I think it's you know you naturally get a feeling with your best foot anyway, but I think it's just so important to you know work on yeah. that weak foot. So then when the chance comes, yeah, it's right. not it's you're not snatching at it. So I felt comfortable on either side, and that that actually is a is a massive bonus then because it's it's hard then for a defender and a goalkeeper yeah, absolutely. if I can hit it with both feet, if I can shift it to both sides and hit. And you always having to touch on it. Later on as well, but you 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 used to take the ball so early, mm. like you had no back lift. It was almost like, and I joked about it with you. I was too, too stiff for a back lift. <laughs> <laughs> I joked about it earlier. You you didn't. You, you weren't like you was going ever. You just stayed still mm. and let the ball come to you. And within a split second, it was a touch finish. Yeah. Either side. Mm. And it was so hard for a goalie to to adapt to that. You mm -hmm. be set as a goalie. You want to be set and you want to make a save. Couldn't you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. And it, it's a great attribute to have in it. And like I said, you worked on that. So. Yeah. No, I, I, the thing is, I really did know my strengths. I knew my strengths weren't to run channels. Yeah. Obviously, I would do it if, if I was asked to do it. But I knew that wasn't my strength. I knew my strength was w within the width of the penalty box yeah. and anywhere within 30 yards. And I always think that some forwards especially take too long because chances don't come around that often to get your shots off to, to, to make half a yard. I'm more likely to score, that, that I would always think I'm more likely to score than maybe one of the other players. And yeah. that's, that's maybe a selfish thing no, that makes sense as, well, isn't it? as a forward, but that's, I think that's how you've got to be. You've got to think I'm more likely to score, so how can I 
make a yard to get your shot. You can't you can't dawdle on the ball, which is why, like you say, when it did come in, I'd almost feel as if I knew what I wanted to do as it, you know as, as it was coming in, rather than it coming in and then yeah. thinking what I'm going to do. So you're already I'm, I'm, I'm sort of checking where where the defender is and then thinking, well, if I slip it this way, yeah. can I shoot? Because obviously you've been able to shoot both feet. I could, I could come on. Am I going to go that way or go that way to yeah, go yeah. that way and then just get your shot off straight away? Yeah, it makes sense. And that, so that, again, is that that's a natural thing or is that working on that as well? Because there's, there's certain drills you can do. I mean, hopefully we're going to get out there today and do a few anyway mm. and, and do a few drills. Is that something you, you think about as a player? Does that just, does that just happen naturally? Um, I think it's it's really difficult to say whether it it's some of it's, it got, just to, some of it's got to be natural. Your awareness, I think, is it can be a natural thing, especially when things are happening quick and you're under pressure and you've got a defender on you on your back. You've got to be able to see yeah. all around you as much as you yeah. can. I mean, Teddy Sheringham was the best by a mile at it. Really, he just went when I got to West Ham, watched him train because he he had such good vision all around yeah. him. He'd just find himself unmarked all yeah. the time in, in, in space and then pop it off and then find another bit of yeah. space. It's always an art, isn't it? It, it is, is, yeah. But obviously, you can work on it in, in drills. You know, if you're constantly doing drills where it's being played into your angles and, you, and you're able to look around, and you, do, you are going to improve on it. But a lot of it as well is when it does come in, can it be done quick? Like a Jermaine Defoe, yeah. literally, it's like, yeah. a, it's like a shift and a hit yeah, almost in one, in one movement. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll go to touch on it later, but while we're on it now, did you learn a lot by, because I know when I sort of stepped on the levels, I left Wolves or went to West Ham, I had to sort of retrain myself mm. and I'd watch play and everything was so quick, so much quicker. And then even from, I was in the Prem, West Ham, that, uh, like a couple of years in, mm. and when I went to Spurs at the end of that, I had to retrain again. I'm, I'm 37 years of age and I'm going, I can't get there a shot. You mentioned Defoe. Mm. It's like another level to... Again, it was just there was absolutely no backlift and past you before you even set. So it's almost a case of not setting. Did you learn a lot? Do you learn a lot by watching these people? When you like you said, I know you went to West Ham and, mm. and you mentioned Teddy. Did you watch these on purpose and go, well, that's I could have learned a lot from that. Yeah, I didn't. I definitely didn't go to West Ham and think, well, here I am. They've paid seven million for me. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've made it sort of thing. I didn't think that at all. I got there and I was. Probably, probably, a bit like you, yeah, probably a bit like you, you're almost a little bit in awe of some of the players, have, you know, growing up watching yeah. Teddy play for England and Man United and, and, and admiring the way he plays to then be able to train with him. Um, I think you, you've got to make use of that and you've got to take, if I can take tiny bits from a Craig Bellamy and take a little bit from a, even a Freddie Youngberg who's played yeah, Arsenal, awesome. can I take something from him, can I watch Teddy and I improve so much just from watching Teddy. And, not, I almost had to run less through watching Teddy because he was showing yeah. me that I didn't have yeah, to yeah, yeah. do some of the some of the longer runs that that maybe weren't needed. All it took was maybe, you know, taking the defender away and then finding a, a bit of space and getting the ball. It, it's just, it was I improved so much when just I from that. when I watched him especially. That's amazing. That's a great insight as well. So let's reach. I'm going to go on West Ham as well and and Island. So after you left. Crew, mm. you signed for Norwich. Yeah, was that your? Where, where are you from? Is that your hometown? No, no, I'm twenty minutes from Crew originally. So you're you're Crew boy. Yeah. So you there, you grew up there. Moved to Norwich. Mm. Was that was that how much was that for? That was uh, three point two, I think. Was it? Mm. So it's a good, it's a great deal back then. That's a yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Back then for Norwich. So you've you what age are you? I was twenty one. So you're twenty one. You've come up from Crew. Mm. 
cut knife with 3.2 mil. It's a good feeling. How, how did you did that take some adjusting to, or did you just get into um, it? Did you not think about being being young? You possibly don't think about it. Yeah, much. I mean, you 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 know what I'm like. I'm quite a quiet lad, aren't I? And, and it frightened me to death going from crew where I've been there right from a kid yeah. and felt comfortable That's and knew everyone to then just leave home and go down to a, a new club with players with bigger personalities, players that are played at a much higher level. Um, I was frightened to death when I was first they, got there. Was they in the, what, what league was they in when they took you? Was they in the Premier League? Yeah, it was. was the yeah, second half of their Premier League season. Wow. Um, so obviously, yeah, getting to play in the Premier League as well. Brilliant. But um, I sort of just had a bit, I just I have got inner confidence, even though I'm quiet. Yeah. I feel like I, I back myself to do well. And I think the higher and the harder the game, I almost feel as if I'll play better. Yeah. And um, I don't know why that is, but I, I feel as if I can perform even when the game's most difficult. Even though at first game we were away at Villa and biggest pitch in the world that Norwich, the way they used to warm up before games was totally different to crew. We actually did some running and striding before the game. Yeah. I was knackered. So you're blowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we, I think we got beat 3-0. Um, I remember um, the guy I was marking, I think it was Ridgewell, right. got away from me, scored, just horrible debut. I was right. thinking, this is just ridiculous. This is way too hard. Tough. Yeah. And again, physically, I'm thinking I'm going to have to massively improve right. if I'm going to do well at this level. Wow. So, you've had your debut, Norwich, tough debut. You've said you learn on your feet more or less from there. Mm -hmm. Did you did you work on a lot of stuff in training from there, or was it then just gradually just getting used to the games and, and going from there? Yeah, I think I think obviously working technically anyway, but I thought I thought technically I was there at that point, right. but physically I still wasn't. It was a massive jump for me to go from crew where they it wasn't all about Harry press. It was very much keep shape when we get it, it's passing, it's it's not running channels, it's not pressing. And then suddenly you go to a team that are at the bottom of the Premier League fighting for their lives oh, yeah. and everyone's got to be at it. It, it, took, it, just took me, it just took me a few uh, a couple of months to adjust to that and, and get my fit, fitness levels up. But the Norwich, some of the Norwich lads would tell you I was awful. Didn't want to train on I never used, really? to, never used to have to train on a Monday at crew because I was so like st stiff and right. tight, they'd allow, they'd allow me to have Monday just to right. relax. We're not doing that much. No, we're not doing that. you're 21. <laughs> you don't need a Monday off. I told you when you were 17, you're not 22. <laughs> yeah. so it's about right. Exactly, yeah. So but I, once I adjusted to that, then playing in the Premier League is just brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. You're up against the best defenders. And then that's, so you go from thinking you've got to improve technically, physically, then the next part, once you get to a Premier League level is, you've got to deal with the best defenders. How am I going to beat the best defenders? What have I got to do to beat him today? How, how am I going to beat Rio Ferdinand today? How am I going to get the best of him? How am I going to get the best of John Terry next week? So it, it, it then becomes more, not necessarily just about me, but what have I got to do to impact myself on these great defenders? Because if you don't, Smart you out again. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Like you mentioned, don't play. So, I mean, I know it's sort of a few years ago, but now it's massive in the game now, like the analyst side of it. Did you used to watch them players, or is it just from like playing against them you think and you're learning on your feet in the game? Or did you watch them before and go, right, he's good at that, I'm going to have to do something else? Well, I mean, it's a little bit different once you get to the Premier League because obviously everything is on telly. Yeah. So I've, I've been watching them anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. week in, week out, and thinking, 
and no, I kind of know their strengths anyway without having to go to videos yeah, and maybe yeah. watch them. So it's then just trying to think, well, that's his strength. I've got to stay away from that. So if it's, you know, if it's a John Terry, his strength is that he's, he's, he's strong, he's physical, but he's so well organized. Yeah. So it's then trying to separate myself from him and that organization that he's got on the back okay. and try and find our pockets. Okay, get that, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Whereas, whereas Rio was more stand, very much standoffish and didn't really want to get into a, a physical battle particularly because he just read the game so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd go, it, it, it'd come in from somebody and I'd think, great, and just go to touch it and he'd just... Nick it. Yeah, because yeah. I couldn't feel him there, and then suddenly he'd just come in, nick it, uh, like a Rolls Royce with the yeah, yeah, out absolutely. Go and play, start so, so then it's like I'm trying to, whenever I can, I'm trying to get hold of him to cause get him into that physical battle, yeah. get him into sort of out of yeah. his comfort zone. Um, so it's, it's, it, that's, that's what it becomes, and, and I, you know, once you learn that and play against them week in, week out, again, you, you kind of you improve and learn and as a player what's what's going to work and what's not. And I just felt like I was only just going to get better and better yeah. and, and better. Like, like you mentioned earlier, like, you know, some, I always find it, the, big, the bigger the game, the, the better I felt in the game. It's, mm. it's one of them things, I think, if you're going to be a, a good player, I'm not saying I was a low level one, but the sort of the bigger the standard of the game, the more you saw it, you don't, you don't get up for it anymore. It's just, you feel better, don't you? I don't know, it's hard to put your finger on it unless you played in that big game. So. Yeah. It's hard to put your finger on it and you actually come to the come to the fore when you mentioned like Rio and John Terry, these are top players, like you're I'm gonna battle these and I'll compete these and mm. do stuff like that. So, so well, it's, it's so like, easy to see why players raise the game for games like that because we were probably the same because you feel excited about it, you yeah. feel you shouldn't, you should feel you should feel the same every single game. And you probably do, yeah, don't mm. but it, it, it does, it's, there's something yeah, yeah. magic. I mean some players yeah. struggle with it. Yeah. The pressures yeah, and they, they shrink when yeah. when games when games get hard and that's again that's something you got to cope with is the pressure of thirty to forty thousand people in the stadium rather than seven seven or eight. It's a great pressure. crew. See, seven or eight of crew, you can hear every word the same. Thirty thousand singing your name. Yeah, it's all raising. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there's a pressure to that <coughs> in terms of yeah, knowing you've got to appease fans yeah. and also. There's a price tag on your head as well. Yeah, the little pressures that you feel as well. So you said the price tag. So you had how many years did you have at Norwich after that? Just the one. Just so the one year. We got relegated that year on the last day when West Brom stayed up, That's and right. um, and then I had half half a season in the Championship, and then obviously West Ham. And then West Ham Caribbean. Alan Pardew was the manager then. Mm. And I know I've, I've got the inside obviously, but you came in. I mean, when you came in, it was a, it was a fantastic squad we had there at the yeah. time. Yeah, it was incredible. So I mean, you signed for seven, seven mil, mm. seven mil. We we needed, we had like we had Teddy, we had some really good players, and you were sort of like the icing on the cake mm. as it was at the time. And I remember Laz going, "This is a great signing for us." And as you came in, we had uh, it was great. Do we uh, did we go to Dubai? I think was the first trip in season trip. <laughs> yeah. And that was your welcome to the lads, weren't it really? It was a fantastic trip. That's for a whole new other story. <laughs> so when you so when you when you came in there, like I said, price tag on your heads, seven mil was a lot of money back then. Mm. You know, did you feel like you had to justify that or did you did you, any more pressure from that at all? Or? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And again, like like you said, with you know when you went from West Ham to Tottenham, and, and it, a lot depends on who the players are in the squad at the time. But that was another jump to go from Norwich to yeah. to West Ham, and um, 
But again, I think at that point I was felt very confident in myself. And what was good was that all the strikers that were there at the time, I wasn't really like them, and, and no one was really the same. So Bobby was a different type of player to Marlon, and Marlon was yeah. different to Teddy, and I was a little bit different. You know, everyone was a little bit yeah. different. So there wasn't necessarily that bad feeling that you can sometimes get when you, you know, when you go to clubs and you're very similar you to another player. Exactly. Something. Yeah. It, yeah. And it didn't happen because it had a real sort of British core to the squad. Didn't it? Yeah. It was just the best. It was the best place to be. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it wasn't hard to integrate all that to welcome me in. And once once you're in, it was it was it was fine. So I mean, you you really hit the ground running as well, didn't you? I mean, mm. a few goals. Was that the uh, was that the I'm right in saying that was the FA Cup run season when we got to the final. It was, yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't bother with the early rounds, Jim. I just left the early rounds. <laughs> just came in. What did you come in quarterfinals? Just scored two Man City. I think so yeah, that was incredible. Mm. I was on the bench for that. Again, another story. Parts should have played me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was an incredible time, wasn't it? I mean, mm. we were safe in the league at the time. Yeah, doing quite well, high up in it, and the cup run was was incredible. It was it? special, yeah. And I think, like you, like like you said earlier, the group was was brilliant, and um, it was just such a laugh. It was. I know there was pressure there, but it never never really felt it. Not until the final. It just. Because it was such a great bunch of lads and um, good players as well. I think it's underestimated. Really yeah, some I, players I think that. that were, were underestimated. It was um, it was a really good squad. And yeah, when you look at the firepower there as well, like you say, yourself, <coughs> Simon, Simon, you Teddy, like the oldest statesman who's seen and done everything. You know, mm. I think he was a great lad as well when he around. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Marlon, Marlon Airwood, Bobby Zamora. That's, that's a lot of firepower, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We had, we had, I mean, we had good wingers as well. We had Yossi, who was a Yossi, fantastic was player. player yeah. Matty Everton, brilliant yeah. deliverer of a cross. Yeah. Matty was really underrated, actually. He was, yeah. Because yeah. he was a top player, mate. I thought he was... Yeah, yeah. Whenever, we, whenever he played well, we played well, mm. I used to feel. It sounds silly to, to say that because every winger should be able to cross the ball well, but they no, they don't. And do you sort of form a partnership as well? With yeah, you do. Yeah, people, you, you sort of know your runs more. You play together. And exactly. And Matty, Matty was great because he didn't mess around. He didn't really mess around. Once if he beat somebody, you knew he was coming in. It wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't going to check back. And once he beat him, you knew he was going to put it in behind. So then you can. So you can time your run off. That. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Yossi, Yossi was a bit different because he used to come in. Yeah. And then, well, that, 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 that four chops, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Would you be doing the run the check? But you're still the chance. But you could bounce with him, bounce yeah. off him, so and play him. Yeah. yeah, and so you got something a bit different that side. And then you had obviously Nigel and Hayden had good engine in, in midfield, didn't they? And yeah. um, but for me, what what really helped is that playing with a a Marlon or a Bobby, guys that are physical, right. quick. Can stretch defences, yeah, yeah, make yeah. good runs, makes my job a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. Opening up space in the in the middle of so the park. Just pick that little yeah, exactly. Little space exactly, and, and maybe, maybe arrive a little bit later in the box as well. Perfect. If they've made. The, so I was going to ask that. So <clears throat> partnerships like so important. I mean, I always. I mean, we'll, we'll touch on that again in a minute. But obviously, you know, that many games with Bellamy, but I always think you and Craig would was a fantastic mm. bunch. It was easy, so quick in stretching it. Like you said, you get a load of space in there and can arrive in the box from the wingers. Yeah, I mean, sadly, because of injury, obviously, we didn't get to play uh, very often. But when we did, it, I mean, it clicked. Who was your favourite? Who was your favourite partner of all time? Is that, is that too hard? It's too hard because everyone I played with had their own strength that I could then uh, use myself. So Leon McKenzie was 
was again better than a lot of people thought and, yeah. better, and great for me again yeah. because he's making good runs he's Absolutely. being physical with the centre backs he's stretching stretching their team out making things easy for me yeah. um, same with Marlon same with Bobby same with Bellas yeah. great great runners in behind in between defenders taking people away so then it can be cut back to me or then it can be crossed to me in a bit of space and it's them things that <clears throat> probably you know fans maybe don't appreciate and maybe you know their goal scorer record at times wasn't wasn't probably what they wanted because they're making fantastic runs to open it up to other yeah. yeah. players. Yeah, um, Self, selfless, really. Isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, selfless, absolutely. And the team, obviously, their mouths playing two up front was was yeah. very popular. So yeah. you could actually make a partnership. Yeah. So say with Marlon, I could flick it on, knowing he'd get on the end of the runs or. I could flick it around yeah. the corner and he'd, he'd be there, and, or I could turn and play him in. You know, it's, it's, it's been able to help. But you, players don't have that at the moment, no. do they? Playing one from. No, it's, 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 <coughs> a lot of players just want up top and runs. Mm. But I, I, I still I feel there's, there's room. I love their partnerships up top. There's nothing better than, you know, the classic big man, little man sort of mm. thing. You and Bellas was, was ideal for that. You know, you, I still think there's room for that in the game. Yeah, I do. You know, yeah. I, I definitely do. You know, it, it takes a good manager really to see the attributes. So obviously, Paz has brought you in, paid good money for you. He's going to think right. He's going to work well with him. Going to work well with him. So that's definitely an art as a as a manager to see that. Isn't it? Of course it is. Yeah, it's, it's getting part. And, and like I said, because we were all different. All he had four good strikers that could all do something different. So if he needed something different for certain games, then he could then he could change it. Um, but again, being able to build a partnership. Helps you stay in the team yeah. as well. Yeah, it's working he, he both between, stay between, between two players, but I think you can, even now you can still play three at the back and play two up front. Man City have done it at yeah. times yeah. with Aguero yeah. and Jesus. It, yeah. can, it can still work, but I, think, I don't know whether. Do you think that's why it's involved to three at the back because people want to get that two up <clears> the top, but they don't want to like get on, out done in the midfield sort of thing. Out yeah, I think it's, I think it's protecting themselves in, in the middle of the park and, and not being overloaded in midfield where top players now you like to. Yeah. De Bruyne yeah, and you can't get ball and Silver and that just once they get in behind you midfield you, you forget that yeah you got what you're going to do you exactly do, is exactly it? no mate you're right so going well at West Ham and like you know just banging goals in you had a great time and I know how difficult this was for you now because obviously I did my knee at this mm. similar sort of time mm. so we was both on the recovery chart together yeah. so you went away with England you got the call up for the England squad. Uh, was it your was it your first training? Uh, uh, second day. Second day of training. So yeah. you got you got a call up from the England camp. <coughs> Bit in mind, can I just say as well on record? And I know I'm not just saying because Dean's here now. For me, and I've said it to a lot of people last. If if you'd have stayed fit, and I hate even saying it that way, you know, I hate <laughs> saying it in front of you. But if you if you'd managed to stay fit and not had the injury, honestly, would I think you'd have had eighty to ninety caps now? Mm. And possibly that like England's number nine going forward for. For times that's, that's even harder. I mean, to cope with it you know, is is testament to how you are as a man. But just so starting on that, you first call for England, so you're doing the training trip, and and the, the injury happens. Was it? How was it? What was it? Were you knockers challenge with short Ryan Phillips? I think, <coughs> the time, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I knew straight away that it, that it was broke, and it's it's one of those things I didn't necessarily think of. How bad is this injury? I just thought, well, there's my England chance gone. Right. You know, you, right. Because you, 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 you'd have played in the game. 
I think I would, yeah. I think afterwards, I think McLaren said that I probably would have, I would have started the game. So yeah, it was, it was a massive, it was a massive blow. But obviously at that time, you think this is your one and only chance to to play for England, make an impression. Yeah. So I thought, you know, that's that's going to be out the window. And then obviously, once you realise about the injury and the extent of it, um, I mean, I th I still thought I'd be back. I did it in August. I still thought I'd be back for Christmas. From right. what I was told. But just I had problems with it and issues with it. I had to have another operation. Ended up being fifteen months that I was that was out. I mean, you know how, how hard it is rehab anyway. But it was mentally, I think it's got to be the hardest thing that players players have to go yeah, through. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it, you know, it's a certain type of mindset to get through that. I mean, fifteen months is a long time. I mean, I was nine months with my knee, mm. and we we were rehabbing together at the time, weren't we? And know how hard you worked. To get fit, I mean, we was in the gym at six in the morning. And yeah. Never been known before. I mean, <laughs> best shape I've ever been in. It was really, really before or since. But so I know how hard you worked to do it. John Green was a massive part of that. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was phys but he worked physio at the time, was he? He couldn't wait for us to have time. Yeah. It was because we knew him. He was mm. such a good physio. Mm. We used to go and see John as well as the physios at the club. Yeah. And I mean, I know how hard you worked. And for for me personally, I could never quite. Get back to that level. I was a lot, lot older, and it was always I couldn't have played forty games a season after that, mm. no matter how hard it works for the name. And did you, did you at any point like during it and getting fit? You think oh, I'm in trouble here. Mm. I'm going to finish. Or did you always think I'm going to get back. I'm going to get to that level. Mm, I felt the well. No, I mean I, I felt I was going to get back, and obviously you're just taking advice from physios, and if they're telling you you're going to get back and yeah. you'll be able to play, that's fine. But like you say, you. It, if you have a big injury, it takes something away. It was almost like I wasn't, even though I didn't think it at the time, there was no way I was ever going to get back quite to what I would have been without the injury, so before the injury and the way I was progressing, because it takes something away from you. Like I was saying about having two great feet to shoot with, I've gone from having a great left foot, great weak foot, striking the ball pure, curling the ball, whatever I wanted to do, to a left foot that doesn't, bend properly so yeah. therefore I couldn't strike it anymore. I had to curl every shot was it? with my left foot. So it's that's taken something away of yeah. what, what I'm good at. And I jumped, I used to jump off my left foot and you know it's, it's so difficult to get the power back in your in your calf when you've broken your ankle and never really regained that and so therefore I always had to jump with two two so again that takes I was great in the air so it took that, that strength away. I was great with my weak foot and yeah. it took that away. So even though I got back and I was proud of myself to get back and, and still played a yeah, really high, really high level, injury, didn't you? I wasn't quite the same. So no, you say it's horrible. It's horrible. It's it's not a nice place at all, is it? No, you, you have to almost take yourself out of being a footballer and, and think about well, I'm not football at the moment. I'm yeah. this. I'm this person. I'm a rehabber, and almost take yourself away from yeah. the training and and just concentrate on this is what I do. It's almost like this is my job. Is, yeah. Rehab every day. It's horrible. It's horrible. Isn't it? it is. I, I know. Like I said before, we had six o'clock in the morning in the gym. Is is not a nice place to be. Is it? I quite enjoyed it in the end. Yeah. But when I'm watching, I'm in the gym at the ground. Then I'm watching the lads train, and mm. that, that, was, that was dark times. I mean, especially for you, like you know, right at the top of right at the top of the tree. Mm. That's got to be really tough. Really tough to take. Oh, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, it's something you can't get over. I'll never get over it, but it's something you just got. Yeah. You got to live with, and you know, it's um, 
plenty of players get injured and there's, there's you know, having finished and looking at players, even now you see some players think Cazorla is at the moment struggling to get back, will he get back ever again, ever again. There's, there's other players that are going through the same thing because all it takes is one moment to change your career and to change your, you know, change your life sort of thing. So, did, so the injury was, it was your ankle, I know it was your ankle. Yeah. Did you end up you end up having it fused in the end? I did, yeah, yeah. It's the best thing I ever did. Was it? Yeah, because I was struck I was really, really struggling. So <clears throat> I couldn't walk anywhere. If, I, if we were going anywhere to, and we had to do any walking, just forget about it. I couldn't, really? Couldn't do it. So you think about your quality of life? Now, yeah. You, with the kids absolutely, and absolutely, yeah. And um, had it fused, brilliant. Not had a day's trouble with it since. Really? And, um, yeah, exactly. It's, it's been perfect since. Not perfect, but perfect for yeah. what and I need to do. One of my, one of my, I'd love to mention it, one of my favourite moments in football, got a few, but one of my favourite moments in football was Mark Noble's testimonial. <laughs> yeah. And you scored that overhead kick. <laughs> oh my, I've never seen it. Do you know what? I, I was really emotional from it. Like, I, you, I mean, you've dealt with that, you dealt with injury so well, and mm. I suppose you've gone through it with you. Mm. I suppose you've I think you've done remarkable, like to just, you know, get on with your, your life and you're doing fantastic with the radio and all that. Mm. And TV now is. It's great to see, but I was actually really emotional at Nose's testimonial. <laughs> You've banged that overhead kick in, one of the best things I've seen. It's the only time I've celebrated and run the whole length of the pitch. And I remember just the feeling as well, like celebrating with me there and just trying to see the full crowds at Upton mm. Park and it was thinking, oh, it's amazing. Mm. It was an amazing time. So that, that, oh, thank you for that. <laughs> That's one of the best memories of, of all time. Well, whatever it takes to get you to run up the other end. <laughs> <laughs> That's the moment I've run ever. ever. <laughs> No, I mean you're right. It was that was that was that was actually really really special to be able to to come to something like that to celebrate, you know, Nose's career at West Ham and um, to do it at at Upton Park as well. Absolutely. Like like there's no effects away fans. It's just a whole stadium full of West Ham fans to, to go there. No one giving you abuse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I was I think I was um, we were at Centre Parks up in Nottingham the night before with friends and. Um, we sort of had a few drinks that night. Didn't get to bed till about two. <laughs> Woke up next morning. I, I said to I said to my wife, I've gone. Oh, I could do without it. <laughs> Feel a bit rough. Your back's killing me. Live on television. Yeah, we could do without this. I mean, I've got to drive all the way down. Yeah. I'm saying, I've got to drive all the way down. They'll stick me on the bench because they'll play Teddy and Paolo. And <laughs> she, she's going. Oh, we don't have to go like this. And I'm going. No, nah, no. Nah, we'll, go on. We'll, We'll make the effort. So we all went down, and um, yeah, I said to the, I said to my boys who obviously didn't get to see me play. Yeah. Um, I said to I said to them, look, I'll try my best to do something, have a good shot, or you know, try and score yeah. some, you know, some type of goal. So then to do something like that in front of them was just like, was just brilliant. Really, poignant moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Mm. I loved it. So you look back, like I know you've got to do a little bit. So it's a harsh question to ask. Do you still look at games and I think, oh, I could have really, I could have really influenced that game. I could have been doing this now. And yeah, but I think we, I reckon we all probably do look at that. And the, the thing is, it's it, it is a lot easier, isn't it? Looking from the stand. Be looks... honest, I've got a lot better goalie <laughs> since I retired. <laughs> a lot better. I'd done it. I'd come back across. I'd never. <laughs> but it, it is. It is. But yeah, I do. Yeah, you, you go and that that that's. I don't. Maybe when I because I'm thirty three. Maybe. When I get to 35, 36, and, and I think as well, when players who I've played with and alongside, when they all retire, 
I think maybe then I maybe won't feel the same. But while I'm still watching them, yeah. still makes me feel like, well, I'd, I'd still be playing. And yeah. how well would I do in that team, or how well would I do there? I think that's that's. Mate, still... I hate to say it, but you'd be worth. <clears throat> I mean, I look at Harry Kane. Harry Kane's a fantastic player. Similar sort of ages. I work with you at West Ham and him at Spurs. Mm. And if you look at the, the sort of levels, I mean, you and Harry, like, you, you would have said you was better than Harry at the time. You know, he's done incredible to Yeah, he's, he's, he's a fantastic player. Yeah. He's worth, what, 150 mil maybe there? Yeah. I dread to think what you'd be worth. <laughs> I mean, like you said, you've already injured both footers, good in the air, good at hold up, mm. score goals. Jeez, yeah, you'd be worth a few quid, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pal. <laughs> so, the future. Mm. I mean, I know you're doing great on the TV, and I love watching. I mean, I always say, I said to you last night when we were speaking, uh, the two people that I would have probably, probably not put into TV and radio was yourself and Danny Gabidon. Yeah, great lads. <laughs> but like you said, you, you know, quiet, unassuming, mm. not really like recipe for the radio or the TV, <laughs> really. But probably the two people I enjoy listening to the most on there. Are you and him? Did you did you just go down that route and fall into that, or was that That's something sort of? No, I mean I think for a couple of years I did nothing because I just had to get my head round. I mean I had to deal with having having it fused. That takes a yeah. year to get over anyway. Right. So I. Had that. Does that take a year just just to, <clears throat> in life in general? Yeah, yeah. That that took that's I think that took six oh, months to actually walk. Like once you have that done, it takes about six months to really properly walk and then another six months to then get comfortable with that. So it's about a year to get over that properly and then another year just mentally struggling. I did a little bit of TV and, <clears throat> and then once I sort of felt comfortable with myself, I sort of looked at both the TV and radio work and also the, uh, the coaching side and did a bit and Norwich were great, allowed me to go in there. Uh, go and watch sessions, work along, you know, work alongside some of the coaches and learn from them. Um, but I just didn't feel comfortable almost being out on the pitch still. It was almost still a bit okay. raw and didn't, yeah, uh, yeah. just didn't feel comfortable with the coaching side of it. So, again, that might be something that I can do when I'm a little bit I'll say that. So, I mean, what, great. <coughs> I know we spoke about it a lot, like your insight into, especially the centre forward and mm. going to help the centre halves as well as the defence as well. Would you like to go down that route in the future? Would you like to? Because you'd be you'd be you'd be great passing that knowledge on you. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, again, like I am, I am really young. So yeah. um, even, you know, even if I left it another four or five years, I'd still be under forty. So <clears throat> I don't I don't want to rush into it. And, and I've I've obviously been in, I've had a taste of it, didn't feel comfortable with it. I don't I didn't want to push it. I think if you're going to be a coach, you've got to go into it wholeheartedly and give the players absolutely everything. Absolutely. You can't go in and, and maybe not feel comfortable, which is the way I was feeling, but the TV and the radio work, just absolutely love it. Just right. love going to like live games, yeah. feeling the atmosphere, walking with the fans to the games, yeah. doing the TV, the radio work. It's, it's so you never see that side of things as a player, <coughs> do you? No, you never mingle with the fans, really. You're in, you're in your own little bubble, <coughs> took out of it, and you're shipped in, do your job, yeah. it's great. Back on the bus. Back on the bus and shipped off again. Mm. You kept out of it, so you enjoyed that side of things. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. I mean, the other day I went to Watford, walking with the fans there, walking with the fans out, we're talking to so them, not, seeing do, that do people not, you, you, You're on the cover, you got the cap on, you got the scarf, so <laughs> people are like, dude, actually, how you doing? Not really, no, no. no. I, mean, I obviously got the woolly hat on, but I don't particularly get recognised, and I, like, that's great then, because I can enjoy yeah, you do. 
just mm. chatting and actually getting insight from, from the fans. And I think you appreciate fans a lot more when you finish. When yeah. you're playing like yeah, oh, absolutely you're on me back and yeah. that sort of the oh, history right. and stuff like that. Whereas actually when you finish you realise that how much they love the game, how knowledgeable a lot of them actually yeah. are. Um, and it's great then being able to go to games like I am now and, and interact and, and see fans' views. And that helps me then with the radio and the TV as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, your insight into the game is brilliant, like, if you're watching all the games. That could, if you go down to kosher in the future, that can, that can only help you as well, because you're sort of analysing the games a lot more when you're doing that. Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah, tactically especially, you're trying to figure out things that you can then say on, whether it's the commentating or, or TV work, say, half-time or whatever it may be. Tactically, if then you're looking at looking at the game, then obviously that can help that side of it. But then possibly if I do go down the coaching route in the future, hopefully that that'll benefit me from that as well. But coaching is is a totally different ball game, isn't it? From from playing or even doing. Yeah, you know, it is three. different. I think you sort of the you've got the insight. It's just getting it across. <coughs> and it, it, takes, yeah. it takes a little bit of time to get across to your exactly, players. Yeah. And the way you get across, but you know, with your with your knowledge and the way you think, you'd be. You'd be be a great addition. Mm. Great addition to any coaching setup. You're offering me a job? I think I might have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely listen. What a great insight into into the mind of you know a top top striker. I really enjoyed it, Dean. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's been great. It's been great being on there. I hope everyone's enjoyed that and you can you can take a bit from it. So I'd like to thank the main man, Dean Ashton, again. Thank you for coming, Dean. Pleasure, mate. Hi everyone, thank you for listening to the Football DNA podcast. We're looking at releasing a new podcast weekly, so listen out for those. In the meantime, you can join the DNA community on a free three-day trial and gain access to over 600 videos from professionals, including the brand new individual skills program with over 100 challenges suited to all Asian abilities. Just visit footballdna.co.uk. Stay safe and well, everyone. All the best.